0: That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. You know, it's a reason to be. It's about trying to do good things together here in our, you know, here in the wilds of Northern Australia and uh, produce beautiful fish and do good things. So I think that's, um, that's been really good.
1: This is Fishtales, a seafood podcast. I'm John Sussman. The Australian farmed barramundi industry stands as a testament to the nation's commitment to sustainable seafood production innovation and quality assurance. Australia's diverse landscape and climate have provided a unique platform for the evolution of various production systems, catering to the ever-growing demand for this iconic fish both domestically and internationally. Recognised for its succulent taste and versatility in a variety of culinary dishes, Barramundi has solidified its position as a seafood of choice. But beyond the plate, the story of how this fish is farmed is equally fascinating. Each method balances environmental sustainability, fish health and production efficiency to cater to Australia's booming aquaculture industry. The Humpty Doo Barramundi Farm, located on the Adelaide River in Australia's Northern Territory, is a leading producer of sustainably farmed, pond-raised barramundi. Emphasising environmentally friendly practices the farm operates with a complete life cycle approach from hatchery to harvest. Utilising pond aquaculture as its primary production method, the farm ensures consistent quality control through the fish's growth stages. Humpty Doo Barramundi has achieved international recognition, exporting its fish globally. Their commitment to community ties and traditional knowledge further underscores their holistic approach to aquaculture. Dan Richards is the second generation principal of Humpty Doo Barramundi and has been instrumental in growing the business and the fish.
0: I'm Dan Richards from Humpty Doo Barramundi. Uh, We're located in the Northern Territory, halfway between Darwin and Kakadu National Park. So uh, we've always been passionate about fish and fishing, and uh, would would spend a lot of our, our my youth and with my dad and my brother um, catching fish, you know, cooking fish, sharing fish, dreaming about fish. So uh, so we've got a, a love of fish basically, and uh, even on the other side, I've got uh, a great grandfather who was an ichthyologist, a uh, fish scientist. So it's it's in the blood to a certain extent. Um, dad had a um, uh, agricultural science background and uh, was working in environmental management and a mate of his uh, going back uh, the farm's been going for 30 years now Um, was actually my wife's family uh, were founding shareholders in the farm and uh, we got involved a year later Uh, a schoolmate of dad's uh, wanted to come and show him what he was up to and we saw it and uh, it was very small and and uh, very uh, humble, and uh, we, uh, but we were excited, you know. There, there was Barramundi in there, even though there was only a couple of puddles, and we didn't really know what we were doing. And uh, so we fell in love with, uh, with the idea and, uh, and, and got on board. Three decades ago,
1: startup aquaculture businesses faced challenges such as limited technological advancements, inadequate knowledge of species specific needs, scarce access to high quality feed lack of industry regulations and standards, limited market recognition, and difficulties securing capital to the, due to the industry's novelty. These initial barriers made establishing and scaling aquaculture operations a complex endeavor.
0: So if you can imagine, um, started with uh, a bunch of people who were, um, you know, excited and passionate, uh, you know, just excited about the dream, but uh, didn't really know how we were going to get there. So it's been a big uh, evolution of learning um, right from the start. At, at the time, barramundi farming was really in its uh, fledgling state. So, um, uh, but dad, you know, I, and I have, having, a, having a background in uh, ag science could really see that there was an opportunity there. You know, the margins looked pretty good at the time. There was no volume, but um, but the uh, the potential to grow a beautiful Australian fish uh, was something that that uh, welcome There was, you know, at the time there wasn't any white fish farmed really, so um, it was a great opportunity for us to get involved. So right right from the start, we started off uh, w- once we managed to learn how to keep barramundi alive for long enough to grow them to sale- saleable size. We were supplying plate-sized fish into the back doors of restaurants around Darwin and uh, and grew that business from like six kilos of fish a week a tiny base to about a hundred kilos of fish a week uh, and then we were able to sort of uh, and, and then you know, ended up branching into interstate and larger fish and the like so um, you know we're able to sort of grow that business from that that small base but what we learned at that scale was you know I used to gill gut and scale the fish in the backyard at home and we'd uh, we dropped them off the back doors of restaurants around Darwin. and We learnt about, you know, the the importance of, you know, consistent, uh, you know, specifications and quality of the fish that the chefs need to be able to, you know, plate up a great experience for consumers every day. And uh, and so then we really set about learning how we could best support those chefs with the best Australian product we could.
1: Humpty Doo is a locality situated on the Adelaide River in the Northern Territory. Known for its tropical climate and rich wetlands, this region provides an optimal environment for aquaculture. The proximity to the pristine waters of the Adelaide River offers both a unique ecosystem and a distinctive cultural significance making Humpty Doo a noteworthy location in the heart of Australia's top end. So when people
0: visit us at Humpty Doo Barramundi, I think there's a few things that strike them. You know, we're, we're out on the floodplain, on the edge of the uh, mighty Adelaide River, the saltwater section of the river with the tide going up and down past us. And with that uh, title, saltwater is... Uh, huge saltwater crocodiles so it's really wild country we have wild water buffalo uh roaming through the farm you know, in, in amongst us and which makes it quite interesting at times um it's you know it's big wide open country uh we've we've construct we've over time you know learnt uh better and better ways to farm the fish. So, you know, Dad uh, did a Churchill Fellowship in 2002 after we'd been going for, you know, nine years at that point and really um, very, very uh, low tech. Uh, He travelled the world and looked at the leading aquaculture thinking globally. And off the back of that, um, really pioneered here in Australia uh, a constructed saltwater wetland system that enables us to bring in the saltwater from the river when the Rivers at the optimum salinity, and then circulate that water between the, the, our wetland system and where our fish live in their uh, in their dams. So uh, that's really enabled us to, you know. Develop a really consistent saltwater quality fish year round, so the fish is just as good in January as it is in July, and uh, and you know also be able to do that in a way that means we've got you know very negligible environmental footprint, which is increasingly important for the modern consumers and uh, as as well as you know retailers.
1: Expanding a barramundi farm to a large scale operation involves selecting optimal sites ensuring regulatory compliance and developing infrastructure it's crucial to source quality brood stock invest in superior feeds and maintain fish health market analysis continuous research and stakeholder engagement are pivotal emphasis on sustainability quality and efficiency ensures a successful scaling of the business
0: well i, I guess to give a bit of a uh... You know, a snapshot of the journey. So we've we've grown from, you know, a business that had uh, just a few, you know, one caretaker and, uh, you know, a bunch of volunteers uh, working, you know, in and around their day jobs and the like, uh, you know, at the start. And so we've we've grown from that to um, now we're about 20,000 times larger than we were at that time. So if you imagine, you know, we were doing six kilos of fish a week at that point and now we're routinely doing in excess of 120,000 kilos of fish a week. So we've grown from being the smallest producer, you know, Farmer and a fish farmer in Australia to being the largest Australian-owned fish farmer. Um, you know the the Tassi salmon industry is now all sold out to um, internationals. So um, yeah, we're now the, the largest Australian-owned fish farming business. So um, which is cool and the largest Australian fish farm. Um, so th- from that beginning uh, stage, we had uh, only. You know, a couple of little ponds, the, the road didn't quite reach, the power line didn't reach, we didn't have fresh water, so we had no facilities. So a lot of the beginning was just about trying to get the very basic facilities to support human life and fish life uh, out, out there in a wild floodplain surrounded by crocodiles and mosquitoes and that sort of thing. So just giving, you know, a safe and comfortable place to actually have a rest when you weren't working and, and the like. Um, we had to learn a lot about, you know, the biology of Barramundi and you know they're, they're great things to they're great animals to farm. You know they've got a really cool temperament. Um, you know they 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 respond well to being handled. And uh, we've learned a lot about you know the best nutrition for them, giving them the best uh, environmental conditions so that they're happy, healthy fish can uh, can grow and thrive. We've really had to do that as we've gone. So and then o- over time. Uh, the the farms expanded out on, on on the same site. We've got still got a lot of room to grow even now, but um, we've just been able to uh, gradually, you know, apply the lessons that we've learned. So right from the start, that identified, you know, the, the way for us to really survive and grow our business was to apply like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs to the business. So which is about survive, learn, grow. So surviving is about keeping your people safe from crocodiles on electricity and this sort of thing, keeping your fish safe, and not running out of cash. And if you do those three things, then it, he identified right from the beginning, then you're still in business and then you can really invest in learning. So we invest very heavily in learning. Um, Dad's, uh, you know, Dad did his Churchill Fellowship in 2002. I, I had the privilege of repeating uh, the exercise in 2016 with a uh, Nuffield Farming Scholarship, which enabled me to spend 20 weeks travelling through 20 countries around the globe, looking at leading aquaculture thinking, and really that's helped us to build a roadmap for where our business can go over the next 10 years and, and a lot of the tools to enable us to get there uh, and then we've, uh, we've been able to apply those lessons. And then once you've you know, developed that knowledge through that learning process and trials and uh, bringing in clever people from around the place and just trying things on a small scale, then we uh, apply those lessons on a bigger scale and that's how we grow. So uh, that's really enabled us to grow the business over the last three decades.
1: Barramundi's appeal in aquaculture lies in its rapid growth and adaptability to various water conditions, from freshwater to saltwater. Its resilience against common diseases, combined with an efficient feed conversion rate, ensures sustainable farming. The fish's white, flaky flesh is highly sought after in the culinary world. Furthermore, Barramundi's low waste production positions it as an environmentally considerate choice for aquaculture businesses.
0: So barramundi uh, evolved in the wetlands of North Australia, and uh, and you know, they also exist in Southeast Asia. But uh, basically, so it's tropical, uh, you know, big river systems, you know, the mouths of rivers uh, in the wild, they'll travel up into billabongs and get trapped uh, for the dry season and then come back out again. They're, they're hunters, they're ambush hunters, so they love nothing more than sitting uh, in a big river when there's uh, runoff water coming off the floodplain that's filled with small of fish and tadpoles and the like, and uh, that's, that's uh, you know, as a sports fish, uh, the time of year that everyone gets very excited and people will come from around the world to come up here as a, you know, place to to catch the mighty barramundi. Um, So they're an animal which is um, very hardy. Uh, They naturally in in the wild, we'll eat a diversity of different animals. So in the wild, they'll eat a fish, they'll eat a bird, they'll eat a snake, they'll eat a frog. And so that means um, when you transpose that, you know, using that evolutionary background, um, transpose that to the farming environment Um they're able to digest a wide range of proteins as well to turn that, to assimilate those into, uh, you know, quality Australian barramundi products. So, you know, we're, we're getting our feed through uh, Australian-made feed manufacturers that, uh, that make aquaculture feed and uh, they will in- include, you know, an element of fish meal and fish oil in that because fish don't actually uh, – Fish don't make omega-3s. Algae make omega-3s and they get accumulated up through the uh, through the food chain to give fish those omega-3s. So you've got to make sure you add them to the diet. You can do that through fish oil or, or algal oil. Um, but then because of the, the way that fish, the barramundi have evolved, you can also incorporate in uh, elements of, you know, waste products from human food manufacture like what's – What's left once the chicken nuggets are finished? Um, okay, let's let's put the, you know, some more of the chicken into that uh, fish feed, which is really important from a sustainability point of view. Because when they me- when they're measuring sustainability in aquaculture, they often talk about you know fish in to fish out ratio, and with uh, you know a species like a uh, you know bluefin tuna, um, you know, they, they're what you call an obligate piscivore. That means they need to eat fish. Um, so they might put, you know, I don't know what it is these days, it might be 11 kilos of, you know, sardines into one kilo of tuna out. Um, whereas with barramundi, because they can incorporate in lupins and soy and other things and, and, and chicken into the diet, um, it'll be end up more, more like for one kilo of fish going into that diet, we get about two and a half kilos of barramundi out, which is a tremendous sustainability story.
1: Just as in terrestrial animal farming, selective breeding programs in aquaculture, crucial for enhancing desired traits in farm species, They boost productivity by promoting faster growth rates, disease resistance and improved feed conversion. Additionally, these programs ensure a consistent and high quality product for chefs and consumers. By optimising genetic potential, selective breeding not only increases the economic viability of aquaculture operations, but also contributes to sustainable and environmentally responsible farming practices.
0: So we've got a um, genetics partnership in a breeding, sorry, we call it a breeding partnership with CSIRO um, which is um, they're really helping us with the science to um, to ensure that we're growing the best you know most adapted animals for our environment so that's been um, that's I think is a really important thing you know when I did my Nuffield farming scholarship uh, the, the sort of structure of my thesis was around uh, genetics creates the potential so that's the flesh quality and you know r- you know, reliability of a barramundi or the sweetness of your mango or whatever it is, you know, um, management realises the potential. So that's the... Um- you know that's the, the farming systems and the research and the marketing and all of that turns that that intrinsic animal, intrinsic quality of that animal into a uh, you know into something that makes a business. And then disease destroys the potential. So it doesn't too much matter how tasty your mangoes are if they get mango COVID, you've got a problem. So um, so that's kind of the the way that we look at it. You know, there's there's around ensuring that we're growing the best animals we can, making sure we're farming them as well as we. Can. and then protecting the Australian ecosystem and our farming farming animals from uh, diseases because there are a number of exotic diseases which uh, do pose a threat to the Australian industry that, that do come in with imported fish.
1: The eating quality of farmed barramundi directly influences consumer preference and market demand. Ensuring superior taste, texture and freshness guarantees repeat purchases and fosters brand loyalty. High eating quality also differentiates products in a competitive market, commanding premium prices. By prioritising the sensory appeal of Bayramundi, producers not only enhance consumer satisfaction but also ensure the long-term profitability and reputation of their aquaculture operations.
0: It's about providing them with all the things they need, you know, in nature basically. You know, a high-quality diet that, uh, that is good for their health. You know, it's got plenty of vitamins and minerals in it, as well as the right balance of um, oils and proteins, and is highly digestible. So, you know, make sure you're putting the right things in. We want to start with the best quality fingerlings we can. So, we've got our own hatchery on a tropical island up here uh, in the Northern Territory. So, our staff there. Go to a tropical island for work every day, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then, um, and then, just making sure they've got you know great water quality and plenty of oxygen in that water. So we've got a fish health team who uh, you know will keep an eye on and make sure that we've got healthy algaes, not unhealthy algaes and the like. Um, you know, environment there to support those fish. So it's it's a bit like anything, you know. When people talk about how do you how do you make things better with your um, you know better at home We say, well, sleep well you know eat good food you know just do a bit of exercise it's kind of the same as as that with uh, you know growing a beautiful healthy tasty animal is make sure it's got it's living a good life and uh, that gives it you know means it's going to be a great eating experience when people get to sit down at a fine restaurant or at home and
1: enjoy it. Farming fish plays a vital role in the food supply chain because it offers a sustainable and efficient way to meet the growing global demand for protein. Aquaculture reduces the strain on some overexploited wild fish stocks, often has a low carbon footprint compared to terrestrial farming, and can produce high yields in limited spaces. By providing a consistent and scalable source of nutritious seafood, fish farming is pivotal in addressing food security challenges into the future.
0: What we've found um consistently is uh the people really enjoy eating our fish and sometimes people have got a um you know preconceived idea about you know oh, that's a, a farmed fish Say, so, well you know do you eat um chicken hey, oh, i eat chicken yeah 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 okay where do you think that comes from oh it comes from a farm yeah do you eat do you eat uh, t-bones oh yes i eat t-bones okay, where, where, where do you think that comes from oh that. That comes from do you eat carrots, <laughs> okay. but when when it occurs to people that actually everything we eat is farmed, um, it doesn't seem like such a foreign idea for them to uh, to try farmed fish. Once they eat it, we find you know the. Really, the, the people fall in love with the consistency, you know, it's a high-quality, well-fed animal that's been cared for through its life and, uh, and it's got a really consistent eating quality and a, and a high eating quality. Um, and so if you're a chef, it makes it really easy because you know the size of the portions you're going to get you know the um, you know the thickness and you know how it's going to perform when you cook it every time so we found that's really helped you know from a um, you know to introduce our product to a market that was initially fairly skeptical
1: major australian retailers have been instrumental in transforming barramundi farming by driving demand for sustainably farmed products their purchasing power and consumer reach have set industry standards, promoting responsible farming practices and transparency. By prioritising and endorsing sustainably farmed barramundi, the retailers have accelerated consumer awareness and acceptance. Their partnerships with farmers and an emphasis on product quality have paved the way for innovations ensuring Baramundi farming meets both market and environmental demands. We've got the
0: exclusive national contract
1: uh, to supply Woolworths uh, all
0: all around the country which is uh, a great Partnership and one we're really proud of, and you know they've been great, great supporters of us. But we found that um, before we got involved, they had you know, had imported barramundi, or they they were buying a bit of fish from here and there, um, potentially not not necessarily a saltwater fish, and there wasn't the product consistency to enable that. Um, you know, to make sure that people were having a great eating experience all of the time. And so, um, since we've had the national partnership with Woolies, um, we've we've been able able to Grow, uh, you know, grow that market significantly, and that's really been through just a consistent high quality fish from a single provenance. Uh, you know, a, a, a very clear, you know, clear standards around what they're they're provided, and that's really enabled them to grow. and And I should also mention, um, you know, we we work very closely with Costco. Uh, they use a lot of our baby barrer, and that's uh, that's been a fantastic market too. Just having that consistent of, they came to us saying we need someone to solve. Our problem, um, we can't get consistent supplies of a high quality, you know, um, consistent standard and size baramundi for the baby barra market, and uh, and I. I actually built specific infrastructure to help solve that problem for them and uh, now we supply them nationally. So I think a lot of it for us has been around understanding what uh, what problems that our customers are having or our potential cost customers are having and then solving those problems for them. You know, they they... A you know, wild caught fish is a great product, um, but it's uh, it's got all the challenges of being out in the wild. That sometimes the weather's not great and and the like. And so uh, just really growing, you know, to make sure that these uh, you know the retailers and food service operators around Australia can get a consistently high quality product. Uh, and then that, that's what's built the market. And increasingly, we've also you know become uh, you know realize the importance of telling our story because you can send a piece of uh, white fish down to uh, Sydney from the wilds of the Northern Territory, but when people actually understand uh, what the background is, uh, the product sells itself.
1: Barramundi is celebrated for its delicate flavour, succulent, white, flaky texture, and impressive nutritional profile, rich in omega-3 fatty acids. Adaptable to diverse culinary applications, it suits various cuisines globally, ecologically, Barramundi's rapid growth and adaptability make it ideal for sustainable aquaculture. Its broad appeal from chefs to consumers, combined with its health benefits and environmental fit, underscores why Barra is such a prized fish. Look, I think um, barramundi's going to play a really big
0: part. Um, it's an animal which, uh, you know, I know like down in Tassie at the moment, they're expecting a, another a year or two of uh, hot water coming their way. Uh, no doubt there's people working on getting a warmer adapted salmon, but um where what we're seeing with barramundi is it's an animal which uh, thrives in warm conditions uh which means it opens up the tropics to uh you know to sustainable aquaculture uh barramundis you know are very uh, very amenable to uh, farming they they quite like you know they're quite comfortable being handled and uh they've got those sustainability credentials i talked about earlier so um i think it's got it's barramundi ticks a lot of boxes. It's, you know, it's a great eating fish, it's sustainable, and it uh, grows well in the tropics. So I, I can see uh, you know the footprint of barramundi growing significantly both uh, here in Australia as well as
1: uh, internationally. Dan Richards has shown optimism for farmed barramundi's future. He believes in its potential to meet global seafood demand sustainably. Recognising barramundi's culinary appeal adaptability in farming and its environmental advantages, Richards envisions a growing market for the fish. His enthusiasm underscores the belief that farmed barramundi play an integral role in the future seafood consumption and sustainable aquaculture in Australia. You know, there's a
0: lot more we can do with Humpty Doo. We're really keen to, you know, expand our social footprint and environmental footprint to uh, to use Humpty Doo to do more good things. Uh, you know, with our uh, you know, with our community, with our partners, and so got a real focus around that, Um, we're developing new products, so we've got a fantastic uh, smoked product out at the moment, so that we've recently launched, so we've got a a whole smoked baby fish, a baby barrow that fits, sits alongside the uh, smoked trout division but um, a lot of consumers aren't comfortable handling all the bones so um, we've got a lot lot of people have written to us saying we love that product um, but we're shortly launching uh, boneless portions as well, smoked portions uh, ready to eat so um, we've got a partnership with Barossa Fine Foods to do that so we think um, you know, getting barramundi formats that people can enjoy that, that um, smoke product stands up really well uh, people are really enjoying it and so uh, we want to get it out to uh, more consumers make it more available um, so yeah I think uh, Humpty Doo you know, we, we, we want to do more good things um, there's still growing demand for our fish and, uh, and more that we can do with our partners so I think if we stay true to our values and true to our mission I think um, we'll be okay
1: In aquaculture enthusiasm drives passion and innovation while knowledge ensures best practices and informed decision making Science brings technological advancements and evidence-based methods. When these elements converge, they propel the industry forward optimizing production ensuring sustainability and enhancing product quality
0: at different stages as I'm, I'm in my mid-40s now and you know sort of the the reasons have changed over time you know i love love a challenge or, or maybe they've stayed the same i don't know been a bit of a bit of a mixture so you know i love a challenge uh yeah you know, i love i love our fish i love interesting projects so that's uh, that's good um our mission of you know responsibly producing beautiful Australian barramundi while demonstrating our genuine care and commitment to our people, our fish, our environment and our partners is is really something that is hol- holistically covers the things that are important to me. So I get out of bed, I look at what we can do together. You know, we've got a fantastic team. We've got about 150 people now. We've got a, um, you know, youth program we're bringing through uh, a lot of young people. A lot of young women have taken up that opportunity, which is uh, pretty, you know, it's pretty different to if you were at our farm five years ago, there was a lot of guys, now there's a lot of girls too. Um, we've got, we run that program with the uh, indigenous uh, Klontarf and STARS you know, youth program as well. So uh, providing opportunities for people in our community um, is important to me. So I, I'm really enjoying that side of things as
1: well. This synergy of passion, expertise and research fosters a thriving aquaculture environment Resulting in consistent, sustainable, and high quality seafood for global consumption. Dan Richards and his team at Humpty Doo typify the next generation of exciting aquaculture professionals driving the industry forward. This is Fishtails, a seafood podcast. A Deep in the Weeds production. I'm John Sussman. Follow us on Instagram at fishtailsseafoodpodcast Seafood Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay tuned for more tales from beneath the surface of the seafood world every Friday on your podcast app.